0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North.
1: Welcome in, Loon's fans, to another edition of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here, joined once again by Voice of the Loon's Dan Terhar, as well as our trusty producer, A.J. Fredrickson. Boys, how are we doing here on a Wednesday as we record?
2: Excellent. I'm doing great. How are you doing, A.J.? I'm doing good, especially, you know, we've got uh, some warmer weather, like one last hurrah before things really cool down. It's supposed to get up to, like, mid-80s almost by the start of next week. So, um, you know, perfect yeah. times to hopefully with the weather heating up, we need the loons to heat up for this final push for the playoffs.
1: There you go. AJ always knows what to put this in. in. This is why you're, why you're getting promoted now. So congratulations <laughs> to that. Uh, let's jump into it, boys. Not a, an, another weekend and another Not positive result for the Loons. 2-1 loss to St. Louis. We're going to end the good talk now. We're going to dive right into the disappointing stuff because there's no way around it. A disappointing result again for the Loons. This time to St. Louis. Minnesota goes up early. You think they have the chance, but then they give up two goals in the second half. Uh, Two game-changing, or a couple game-changing substitutions for St. Louis. Uh, Completely altered the course of that game last Saturday. But uh, your overall thoughts, Dan, on another uh disappointing result for the ones i believe it's three losses in a row now
0: i didn't like it you want more than that
1: <laughs>
0: it, i mean it was,
1: preferably we've got 45 minutes here to fill yeah so. yeah it no, no that's it you
0: aj seconds. anything else um <laughs> i also it it was, back you jonathan yeah here you go it's, it's gonna be a short show um <laughs> it, it i'm getting so tired of having this same conversation played well yeah. created chances the other team gets an opportunity they score um we don't <laughs> i don't i don't know what else to say cuz it's been it, it just feels like uh what's that, groundhog day that bill murray movie just over and over again and no matter it doesn't seem like it makes much of a difference with pookie without pookie with renoso without renoso this team just can't more than one game one you know off get a chance of a game score, you know, three, four goals. It just, it continues to be the same thing over and over again. And um, it's very frustrating because, uh, you know, a couple of wins in the last three outings and we'd be, you know, knocking on the door of a, of a home playoff game. So it's so frustrating. And I still think this team's good enough to be in the playoffs. And uh, I think that they have a chance they could do well in the playoffs. And, and, you know, I don't know, it's, it's frustrating on that level, not scoring, but it's also frustrating that about every six or I'd have to look at the complete season schedule, but it seems like about every six matches or so, the defense just turns in a stinker too. And, and, you know, gives up four goals or three goals to a team they shouldn't. Um, And not that St. Louis is a team they shouldn't, you know, they're a good squad, but I, I guess uh, I'll ask you guys, when you saw the lineup for St. Louis, kind of felt like they were going to give us kind of a pass to get a win. They just, they didn't start their best lineup, not even close. So
2: that makes it, I
0: mean, to me, that makes it even more disappointing.
2: Yeah, I can you you kind of hit the nail on the head there. That was going to be a point I, I was going to bring up is when I saw the original team sheet for St. Louis. Obviously, I mean they're they're a solid team. They're 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 where they are. They've locked them a playoff spot for a reason, but they have, they they definitely were holding punches leading up to kickoff. Um, I. I was worried about like the weather and whatnot on Saturday, but and, and, and as well as the the game. But then as soon as I saw the the lineup, I was like, okay, I can just focus on the weather now, and that we don't hopefully have any weather delays. And unfortunately, they just uh, you know Yakini and um, and I'm who was it Blom was it Blom that had the other goal for them. Um, mm-hmm. just yeah. it's 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 a lineup that for a team that needs points and they are this late in the season and they're at home and like with all the factors into play, I'm shocked that we're sitting here without a single point following that Saturday game. Uh, you go up first, like Dan said, and you know, you come away with nothing for it other than probably hanging your head a little bit, walking back to the locker room.
1: Yeah. The, the lineup and seeing how St. Louis set up in that match and how the game ended up playing out is I think the more disappointing part. Yes. You didn't have Reynoso. That's fine. And you can make your excuses all you want for that. But uh, the fact that you still had uh, Team Puki, you still had bang and on the field, <clears throat> that should be enough for you guys to score, for the team to score against a defense that had gone over, that had taken wholesale changes, uh, as well as the rest of the team had made wholesale changes. They had locked up a playoff spot. They were already there. Yes, they're still trying to lock up first in the Western Conference, and that's pretty much guaranteed at this point. But... The fact that you – it the team still struggled, as we've talked about all season long, to muster any goals. I mean, you got the one, but that's it. And it came off a penalty. Like, you got to – we ha- this team has the talent to put in two, three goals a game, and they just continue to not do it. And I don't understand why. This has been a consistent issue over the years. It's just something that this team has consistently struggled with. And at this point in the season, it is coming back to bite them. Uh, they had gone into last week where they had three games, n- vital games that you needed. Yes, one of them was on the road, but still, you needed as many points from those games as you as you could get, and you get zero out of nine in a key part of the season. You're out of the playoff race at this point. Uh, you can still uh, sneak back in considering the way Real Salt Lake is just plummeting down the standings. I mean, there's going to be space there over the next four games to climb in, but it's not like the schedule is easy at all. I mean, this schedule gets really tough over the final couple weeks for the loons, they'll have to manage that and figure out how to get around that. Uh, but yeah, it's just another disappointing game. I mean, you had, you had the opportunities there to take it. And unfortunately, Dan and I had to, had to watch the sporting director for St. Louis cheer as his side scored an incredible goal to go ahead from Blom. I mean, that was, was a little bit irritating from just a broadcast standpoint I mean, having the sporting director just lose his mind in front of us. I get it, but like, that's irritating because of how that game played out. I mean, those those substitutions bringing in Klaus and uh, Leuven for St. Louis completely changed the game, and the Loons seemed to struggle, and I don't understand why they struggled so much considering, for the most part, they had played well up until that point. It's just those two guys completely changed the dynamic of that game, and the Loons could not cope over the last 30 minutes of that match.
0: No, it was just like uh, it. Uh, yeah, it felt like the defense and, and the midfielders even just were like didn't know what to do with them, and and, and that was kind of odd. And uh, you know, it was we see we see that happen. I mean, subst- well timed proper substitutions. We know that that can change a match, and and so you know, give them credit for doing what they had to do to get a win. Even though at the end of the day, this. Three points they took out, out of the uh the rain-soaked uh Allianz field probably won't mean that much to them, but they still said, you know what, we could keep these guys on the bench. Does it really matter? But they didn't. They went for the win, they put in the guys they needed to get the win, and and Minnesota didn't have an answer for that. And by the way, uh it poured. I mean, I don't know how many inches of rain fell. From six o'clock to 10 o'clock on on Saturday, but I'm guessing it was four inches at least. And that pitch at Allianz Field held up amazingly. I mean, it was incredible. We
2: hardly saw guys slipping. Um, And we always see
1: guys slipping no matter what on that field.
2: Can we do a Bell Bank fan of the match to the groundskeeping crew for the DM? Because I'm not sure anybody on the field deserved it. Yeah. But think where we've come. Do you remember when they were having
0: problems with the turf early at Allianz field and guys would take up divots the size of a, of a soccer ball?
1: Wow. That wasn't any groundskeeper issues. That was something. No, else. no, no, yeah. no, no, no.
0: But I'm saying how bad that pitch was <laughs> yeah. for a while Yeah, absolutely. and how good it is now. It's kind of amazing. So, um, but yeah, it was so wet there. And, and yeah, as far as I have been in college press boxes, NHL press boxes all over the, uh, North america I've never seen a general manager or a sporting director. First of all, in a press box, cheering during a game, let alone dropping f bombs and jumping up and down, that was one of the most unprofessional things I've ever seen uh, in all the many years I've been doing sports, so I don't even know the guy's name. I didn't even know who he was. Wait, uh, he was in
2: the press box so yes walk uh, i i don't I guess kind of. I, I don't so know how there- much you guys can like divulge given circumstances but if you know if you're willing to well in, I, in i'm the not minnesota, there, so this is a shock to me
1: Yeah, in the minnesota press box there's also an outdoor seating area for overflow journalists
0: mm-hmm, but and, it's still the press box
1: it's still considered the press box because you have yeah. to go through the press box to get there that's usually where i don't know who they are there's some guys who usually sit there um but for the most part they weren't there on saturday and it was just the st louis technical staff or the their front office staff And so as their general manager and someone else from their front office. They were sitting there watching the game. Obviously, it's your team. You put it together. You're going to get excited. But you're still in a press box. You should still know better to lose your damn mind and swear when there's, like, he looked into the booth, could see that we were talking, could see that we were broadcasting. I mean, there's no reason why there should be swear words. There's no reason that way there should be cheering. You're in the press box. You don't cheer unless you're the home radio broadcast, and we can do that because we're in the radio booth. We can do that. It's our job. We're supposed to do that. Uh, But yeah, it was just, it was a little disappointing, but it was also disappointing because of the moment in the match and how the game was playing out. So,
2: we saw your video from the other week uh, of you jumping up and down in the press box celebrating. He thought it was okay.
1: Yeah, he thought it was acceptable because (laughs) we did it and we got views for it. Uh, But yeah, it was another disappointing night for the Loons. Uh, It means they drop another three points. They dropped nine points last week uh, and drop out of the playoffs. Guys, at this point of the season, with four games left in the schedule they got in front of them, the question has to be asked: Are they going to make the playoffs?
0: I was just looking at that uh, four four matches left. If they win three, they're absolutely for sure in. If they win two of the four, I still think they're in. Uh, and i don't think if you win one of the four or get three points in some way shape or form i don't think you, i think you're done so i, I look at it like they've got to have probably five or six points in these last four i think that would do it um but yeah i think anything less than that and i think they're uh everybody's getting on a plane and going home early
2: yeah, you two say point, I- you're two points out of the playoff spots right now
0: mhm
2: I think it's pretty generous that you even like mention the notion of them winning three of their last four. Uh well, I don't think that I don't team. think they
0: will, but I'm saying if they do, they're in.
2: <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's fine. That's true. Um, however, I don't think right, given what we've seen the last few weeks out, I don't think they're I don't think there's I'll say it. I don't think there's a chance that they win three of the last four. Um uh, yeah, absolutely none. as bad as that sounds, I want it I have wanted to believe in this team and I've like I'm not saying I've given up on them by any means, but given the the opponents we have down the final four year, San Jose has been sneaky good all year, in my opinion. We know what LAFC can do and the traveling out to sporting KC last week of the season. LA Galaxy, that's that's the one that I think is like the gimme out of the final four. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to steal something here. Um nice enough, if you want to say it that way, is two of these remaining four are at home. So you can have that home field advantage that we've seen at times this year but not uh, as much as i think a lot of fans would maybe have hoped for you're going to have to you're going to have to probably win that LA galaxy game for sure and like dan said you, you're going to have to somehow muster up at least another two points
1: yeah i think for me they have to win their last two home games they have to beat san jose and they have to beat the galaxy but that's not as easy as it's as we say it because the galaxy the last two games have staged incredible comebacks. Their <laughs> their game against Austin, which went into midnight and into the next morning because of a like three and a half hour rain delay in Austin, uh, they scored in the 89th minute and they scored in the fourth minute of the second half stoppage time. This is that Galaxy team clawing their way back up into the playoff spots is a team that just doesn't know how to quit. And we saw that on Wednesday last Wednesday when uh, Billy Sharp at a sprite old age, sprite young age of 37 years old Billy scored Sharp. a hat trick on this team. I mean against a team that's defense had been remarkably good over the last couple games. Uh, All of a sudden, can't can't stop anything much like the Vikings' defense. All of a sudden, this team is just shipping in goals, and that's not a good sign at this point in the season. When you need as many things going in your favor as you can, it's not. And right now, the Galaxy, they have everything going in their favor right now. They are continuing to just claw and stay in the playoff race, as narrow and slim as that chance is. They continue to do it. They continue to eke out points. So I think for me, the Loons have to win their final two home games and then sneak a draw on the road in one of those last two road games. But that's not easy either because of where you have to travel. LAFC is never an easy place to go, and we know this team's past in history in Sporting Kansas City. Uh, It is miserable. It is horrible. It is something that needs to turn around, but at some point we we have to keep talking about it because – of how bad it is and how bad they perform in Sporting Kansas City time in and time out no matter who's on the field. It's just it's something that is always hanging over this club and if you, decision day comes down to or if the Loons keep or are looking for a playoff spot on decision day, it's going to be a lot of people holding their breath for 90 minutes because <laughs> that is not an easy place to try and eke out a result. So for yeah. me, I th- I'm very much on the edge right here cuz obviously I want them to make the playoffs. That's great. That's fun because just get in and see what happens. But with the way they played over the last week, that's really struggling to say, to have confidence in saying that. I mean, the last week really killed a lot of momentum that they had built up over that seven game uh, unbeaten run. Can they get on another unbeaten run over these last four games? Absolutely. And go into the playoffs in a nice little run of form. Sure. But prove it, prove it on Saturday, come out and rip apart San Jose, make a statement get back into the playoff race and go from there. But until they until they start winning at home, that's going to be a very tough task because they just haven't done it at home. And I don't understand that. I do not understand why this season they have struggled so much at Allianz Field and they've been so successful on the road. That is a complete flip from what this team normally is. Normally, yeah. they struggle on the road. We go into road games thinking, ah, draw is going to be great because that's about all we're going to do. And this season, it's like, okay, we're going to get a win on the road, but at home, you're going to go ahead, but then you're going to give up. <laughs> goals late or you're going to give up the lead and whatnot and find a way to draw. But I don't understand. I can't figure out, I can't place my, figure out, my finger on why they've struggled at home so much this season.
0: Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But you, you know, you mentioned Billy Sharp and I didn't know we were going to go back that far because now I'm having bad feelings about Billy Sharp again. And I'm just getting over that. So <laughs> by the way, he scored three goals and he didn't have to move. He just was in the right place at the right time. Here you go. Redirect off three people and land on Billy's foot.
1: It's so irritating. It's I didn't want to so think irritating about that to watch anymore. It was horrible team, to watch, considering this team has struggled to score goals, and you get three of them and you give up a hat trick to a thirty seven year old who literally isn't just it just isn't
2: moving
0: audrey Audrey, Adriana do could have scored those three. oh
2: my goodness. <laughs> the good news for people out there is that given how they've looked on the road, there's at this point no chance of them getting into a position in the playoffs where they're going to have home field advantages. Yeah, thank so, God. They don't want to be at home. Well, if they get in, don't let them get hot. But uh, no, no, don't
0: do not climb up into a home spot. That'd be disastrous because that doesn't work. And I don't think, you know, there's any explanation that anybody can have it doesn't make sense cuz you know you look at percentage winning percentages across major league soccer year after year there's a huge advantage to being at home so when a team struggles at home nobody's going to have an answer as to why they struggle at home i it, there is no answer for that there never will be because it's against the run of play it's against what's normal and so uh, Jonathan, for your own sake, you got to stop thinking about it because you're never going to be able to rationalize that in your head. You're not going to wrap your head around that. So,
2: yeah, and with I'm I'm sure there's people out there that are kind of walking around who support the team, you know, kicking their feet, hands out, like this is the lowest point they felt this season. You know, you're you you want your team to start heating up before the playoffs, and a team that needs points and they need they only have four games left now to kind of lock up a spot. A season, we uh, the season is like a roller coaster. You can't always be making that climb to the inevitable drop. Like it's you're gonna have ups and downs and lows or h- highs and valleys and everything like that. You just gotta hope that this is one of those turning points where they, you know, they they have the attitude ju- adjustment in the locker room. They have like the mindset change of guys. We need to write the ship. And if you can get hot and you have you get a point or you win against San Jose and then you um you know you you battle you battle against LAFC and then you come back home and you get a big win against LA Galaxy a team that we know what they've recently done but where they are in the standings if you look at it on paper they should be able to w- beat maybe it doesn't come down to that final week out in sporting Kansas City maybe you can with how things shake up lock something up but uh you got to hope that given where they're at and everything like that, that they do end up um, like getting this momentum back together and really getting one foot in front of the other, hitting their stride. And this is the start of something where they heat up at the right point. They pick up some points and then they, they go into the playoffs with the mentality of a different team, not what we've seen the past two, three weeks, but a team that knows, Hey, we have the talent, we have the structure, we have the players we can put together games and come out with wins and maybe just maybe make a run but you have to get to the playoffs first
0: can we uh can we all three agree that if they don't win at home saturday against san jose we have pretty much no hope
1: i think i'm willing to say that yeah because i said yeah i mean i, I think it's I a must-win saying they have to win they at least have to win their next two home games their last two home games so if they don't yeah. win it i think it becomes a very 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 long shot that they make the playoffs
0: yeah, if they if yeah. they don't win on Saturday, that then then they're in a situation where they've probably got to win three straight, and yeah. against what we talked about the schedule, I don't I don't see that happening. So this feels to me like a must win game on Saturday. If it, if they don't win this, I just don't see a path to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think I agree that this is a must win game. I mean, they have to with what's on the line for the season, getting mm-hmm. back into the playoff spots and what you have coming up down the stretch of the schedule, it is a must-win. You have to take advantage of this San Jose side, and you have to find a way to win the following week at home against the LA Galaxy. I know it's tough because you have the road game against LAFC, but still, you have to find a way to win these last two home games. Otherwise, they will not make their fifth straight trip to the playoffs. Uh, that's enough depressing loons talk uh, for now. Let's look across the league. You guys want to talk about one of the worst games of soccer ever? <laughs>
2: Yes, yes I do.
1: LAFC went out to Philadelphia for a rematch of last year's MLS Cup final, which was extraordinary, outstanding, went down to penalties, was an incredible game from by all accounts. Well, the rematch was the complete and exact opposite, boys. Six total shots from these two teams and a combined expected goals of 0.29. Normally teams do that by themselves in a half. (laughs) These two teams who are the most potent attacking teams in the league did it together over a full 90 minutes, Uh, two total shots, uh, none on target, no single shot on target throughout the entire 90 minutes. I don't know if that's ever been done in major league soccer, but this is, you know how we talk about how Lionel Messi's bringing in viewers and he's, and we're getting more viewers into this league and it's going to boost ratings. Just make sure this game never appears on Apple TV. Make sure no one can go back and rewatch this game because it will ruin anybody's trust that this can be a good league because that is a horrible game of soccer.
2: You have like Mourinho ball and you have like Ange ball and and Berhalter ball. This is just depression ball. Nobody enjoyed it. Everybody. So
1: Manchester United the last five years.
2: (laughs) Somehow everybody left feeling worse about themselves emotionally, physically, and mentally. (laughs) It was just a bad 90 minutes.
0: Wow, yeah. Absolutely abysmal. Yeah. I I don't know, yeah, do do keep goalkeepers actually get credit for a clean sheet in that mess? They shouldn't. Shouldn't you? No, no, seriously. Seriously, shouldn't you have to, make, you have one to make one save? You should have to make one save to get credit for a clean sheet. Because that means if that goaltender just didn't show up, he still would have gotten a clean sheet.
1: The goaltenders literally could have just sat on the bench for the entire ninety minutes. Just and they would have coffee, gotten a clean sheet, and they would have been fine. The defenses yeah. would have been fine.
0: <laughs> Didn't touch the ball.
1: That's good the kind job. of nil-nil draw that Americans think happen all that, the time in this sport. Yes. Which, obviously it's not because it's the first time. I think the first time like this something this bad has happened this season. If I can remember, it's been a pretty good season so far. <laughs> then there's this, which is supposed to be like the premier game of the weekend. It was supposed to be the one that everyone was going to watch. Everybody's going to be excited about. And then they just go out and lay the biggest stinker of all time. Six shots, 0.29 expected goals.
0: None on goal,
1: none on goal, none (laughs) even hitting woodwork. (laughs) Embarrassing. The worst thing is I'm looking at these stats and I'm going deeper. One, one shot per team inside the box. So they had a shot inside the box and they still couldn't get it on frame.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, It would be
1: like if there's any hope of beating LAFC at LAFC, look
2: at this game and hope that you can get that version of LAFC. It would be like making like the Kansas city chiefs and the Dallas Cowboys, the NFL game of the week. And then they only punt for all four quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Just nothing happens.
1: Yeah. Uh, Other results that are notable from the Western conference. Anyways, Dallas get a one, one draw against Columbus keeps them ahead of Minnesota in the standings. Sporting Kansas City get a home win against Houston, despite going down a man in the first half. Johnny Russell scores in the seventh minute, but then gets a yellow card 22 minutes later in the 39th minute. Uh, it was a straight red card for him. Uh, Willie Agata scores in the sixth minute of first half stoppage time, and then Teenage Hedebe puts one in for Houston in the ninth minute of first half stoppage time. Boys, if there's one thing I've loved this season, it is the ridiculous amount of stoppage time uh, in these ma- in these games this year. It's been glorious it, it leads to chaos and, <laughs> and
0: chaos. Yeah, well it does it does lead to some pretty crazy moments and of course we had one at uh, at allianz field a couple weeks ago um but you like that huh
1: yeah uh. more game give me more game that's fine yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's tough though when you're on the losing side of it you know yes, that's it's, fair it's really <laughs> tough because man it's 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 very it's very un-american
1: and I'm just going to say it. I get paid the same either way. It doesn't matter to me.
0: <laughs> I it, I just want to know. I want to know. Man, I oh. I've lived my whole life knowing exactly <laughs> when things are going to end. And in overtime that it's it's going to end when somebody scores. And, yeah, I still struggle with the, eh, yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, we've played the full 90 and six more. But eh, let's see what happens on this play. It's like, well, no, is it is it done or is it not? Well, let's just see. <laughs> Let's give him one more run.
2: I got a good feeling about this one.
0: Yeah, you know what? Time's up and the game should be over, but let's let him kick the corner kick. I don't know. Whatever.
2: My home will be here for another 20 minutes,
0: boys. Drives me nuts. (laughs) Yeah.
2: We got time. Yeah. The bar doesn't close
1: for another two hours. Let's keep going. We got time. Yeah. Wow. Got Give them one more shot at it.
0: Why not? Can you imagine if they did, you imagine they did that in the NFL? Came to the end of the game, and it's a close game, and the, and the referee says... You no, know, the Bears says, are down
1: 41 to forty-one to nothing in the first half. Give them one more shot. Let's you know, see if they can score.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I know it says on the scoreboard it's all zeros, but let's let them run one, one more play. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Let's yeah. just see what happens.
1: It's just so it's so relaxed and casual. It's like, really, one more play, okay? Might as well. <sighs> uh, other results: Rail Salt Lake turned around a poor run of form where they lost four of their last five by getting a two-one win over Vancouver. That keeps them in the playoff spots. Uh, Portland continue to impress. They got rid of Giovanni Sabaté a couple weeks ago and they have done nothing but win and get points, and they are now in the playoff spots uh, with an interim manager, 3-2 win over Colorado. Granted, it is Colorado. They are the worst team in the league, but still, <laughs> it's an inter- it's an interim manager taking over after the coach was fired midseason. An impressive turnaround for Portland. Nothing you can really say. Nothing other than that than you could say about Portland and how they've turned it around.
0: Yeah, I'd... Portland and Seattle are two teams that they shouldn't surprise you when they start making runs up and down, up or down in the, in the standings. And, and I don't know, you know, if, if they're going to just, I just had the standings up here and I I don't know. It's going to be, I can't wait to see at the end of the day in the, in the West, who's out um, and who's in, because there's some teams that, you know, I think there's going to be some teams that are in that we're going really. And some teams that are on the outside looking in. Um, you know, it's starting to feel, if you look at the standings, Portland's at 42 points, that's three ahead of the playoff line. I almost feel like, you know, if they don't collapse, they're going to be in. Yeah. And, and it's Vancouver, San Jose and Dallas are the three teams below them in the playoffs right now. And those three, all three of them could be out before it's done. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so let's look at let's I guess you you already brought up the standing. So let's kind of look at it and figure out who's who we think is going to be and who we think is going to be out of the playoffs come decision day or at the end of the decision day. So as you said, Houston, 43 points. Rail Salt Lake 43 points as well, four and five there. Uh Portland 42 in sixth. Vancouver 41 in seventh. San Jose 41 in seventh. Then there's a two point gap down to the final playoff spot, Dallas at 39. And then right behind them, sporting Kansas City on 38 and Minnesota on 37 then two points away, Austin on 35, and LA Galaxy on 34. Uh, Who's in, who's out, boys, Uh, you're thinking, going into the final four weeks of the season?
0: I I don't – I think they're going to hang on and stay in, but I would have said – a week ago I would have said Vancouver. I just don't – I'm not buying that they're a, a playoff team, but they're sitting with San Jose at 41. I think one of those two don't make it, San Jose or Vancouver. I think Dallas finds a way to stay in, and then I think with Vancouver, San Jose dropping out, it's between probably Minnesota and Sporting Kansas City um, for that that last spot. So I, I'm going to go with San Jose because Minnesota needs to beat them to have any chance of that happening. So I'm going to say of who's in right now, uh, pull San Jose out and put Minnesota in, and that's that's where that would make me very happy. So,
2: yeah, I. I San Jose, I mean, they've played 31 compared to, like, say, Vancouver. They got two games in hand over them, despite Mm -hmm. being deadlocked at 41 points. Um, Dallas also, they're down two points to San Jose in that eighth spot, but they also have only played 29 games compared to the 31 of San Jose. So you got to expect that both, uh, Vancouver and Dallas either respectively can make up or extend, uh, some or gain some type of lead over San Jose. I, it comes down to Saturday. Um, if Minnesota can pick up a win over San Jose, San Jose is out in my head. They're, they're going to crumble. Um, but, uh, I see Dallas, I see Dallas just staying right on that, that, that bridge and it'll come down to decision day, but I bet you they probably sneak in. Um, I think, I think sporting will fall out here. Austin in my mind has no chance to make one last late push. Um, so I, 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 I think with what I just said there, that probably does that mean that Minnesota is out? No, no, because San Jose is going to drop out. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I'd, I would say similar to Dan, swap uh, Minnesota and San Jose, but I do think that Minnesota won't be as high as eight.
1: I think if you look at it, for me, there's two teams that are very close to dropping out, and I think it's also, like, granted – They have a four-point gap from dropping out or being in that final playoff spot. Uh, So a five-point gap to dropping outside of the playoffs. But four losses in their last six games. One of those wins came against the worst team in the league, Colorado, that packed it in, like, in July. It's a team that gave up real early in the season that just doesn't want to be here anymore, that wants the season to end. So I don't know how much credit I give that win, considering it was a 3-2 win. It was a narrow win for them. Uh, But I think Real Salt Lake will drop out and then Vancouver, one, only one win. No, not Vancouver. It was San Jose. One win in their last seven. It was a 2-1 win against Real Salt Lake, who is, who, as I just said, had lost four of their last five games. So I don't know how real those two wins for those two teams are, considering their opponents and what they were going through at the time. So I think both of those two teams have the opportunity or the chance to drop out. I think those are the best opportunities for the Loons to jump up in the playoffs as those two teams continuing to struggle. And as we've said all show long, uh, it all comes down to this weekend. The loons have to take advantage of a struggling San Jose side that is mm-hmm. holding on for dear life onto that playoff spot If the loons can get a win this weekend, I think game on for those for that final playoff <laughs> spot. but if they lose, all bets are off, and most likely the loons will miss out on their fifth straight trip to the playoffs uh let's uh let's get done predicting here. I mean we got the u s open Cup coming up here in i don't know an hour from the time we're recording now, so Kind of want to watch that, see what happens there, see if Messi is actually going to play or not. Uh, But uh, let's get to the predictor. We've got a big accountability session, so let's jump right into it. Dan, how about you explain away?
0: Do it. The predictor, we uh, anticipate uh, three matches upcoming this weekend, one including the Minnesota matchup. You pick the winner or a draw, uh, get a point for getting that correct. If you get the score exactly right, you get a bonus point. It's that simple.
1: All right, since I haven't done an accountability session in this segment in about three weeks, we've got a lot to get through. <laughs> I am not going to go through every, just a, every yes, result. Yes, just I'm abbreviate just going to it. highlight the ones where we got points. So, starting off, uh, left to right on the score sheet here, I'm in the left col- leftmost column. I said three weeks ago that Minnesota and New England would tie 2-2. They tied 1-1, so I get one point there. I said two weeks ago, LAFC would beat LA Galaxy in the LA Derby 4-0. LAFC 1-4-2, so I get a point there. And I said last week that New York City FC, Dan, would beat Toronto FC 3-0, and uh, wouldn't you look at it, they beat them 3-0, they eliminate Toronto from the playoffs, in a game wow. that was pushed back a day because of some water main break in New York, which is surprise, surprise there. But, uh, yeah, I get two points there, so four points wow. for me this week. For you, Dan, you also get four points, sir. It's a big nice. big, big scoring week. We each got the correct score completely right in at least one of our picks this week. So uh, you said Minnesota, New England would tie one, one. Congratulations. You got the, you got the two points there. They tied one, one. You also had LAFC beating LA galaxy, but you only added a one nil scoreline. So we said four, uh, two. So you get a point there. And then you said FC Cincinnati would beat Charlotte two nil. Well, you, you shorted them a goal, Dan. said One, three nil. They beat Charlotte three nil. So you get a point there. So four more points for you. And then AJ, this is a heck of a pull here. I mean, It's kind of a tap in considering who the opponent was. But a couple weeks ago, you said the U.S. men's national team, when you would be in attendance, would beat Oman 4-0. And lo and behold, they beat them 4-0. And uh, you get all three points there. You also get one more point because you said LAFC would beat LA Galaxy uh, 3-1. They beat them 4-2, as we already said. So three points for you. So four for me, four for Dan, three for AJ. That leaves our scoreline right now. Me at 32, AJ at 31, and Dan at 28 points going wow. into the final four weeks of the season well three weeks technically of the regular season because the Loons will have a three-game week coming up so it's, it's coming down close. to the wire here and be uh close. since since uh i'm in the lead i won't get to play defense i will go first when looking at the schedule here i'm going to go i'm going to start with the minnesota san jose game boys and i'm going. As I said, the Loons need to win. I think they will get a resounding win, a 3-1 win for the Loons. I don't know where the three goals are coming from. I don't know why I'm predicting that much of a scoreline, but let's go with it. It's the end of the season. Anything can wow. happen. 3-1 scoring outburst for Minnesota. It'll raise the spirits. The confidence will get back in the team after running roughshod over wow. San Jose. AJ, you're up next.
2: I hmm. I almost I almost wanted to pick them to lose. Just as, like, a reverse jinx saying, like, they're going to prove me wrong. I don't it works think. that way. Yeah, I, I wish it was that easy. Um, I have a draw, though. Unfortunately, a draw. Minnesota 2, San Jose 2. All
0: right. I've got Minnesota 2, San Jose 1.
2: I like it.
1: All right. snake order. So, Dan, you're up again.
0: All right. Uh, Houston will
2: defeat Dallas 2-1. All right. Um, I have New England will defeat Charlotte 3-0.
1: Okay. So my final two picks. And I'm going to throw a curveball that I just thought of right here, right now. Uh, and I will tell you that after this first pick. By the way, did you guys see the new uh, Seattle logo that they released yes. yesterday? That yes. is nice. I like it. I'm hmm. a big fan of their new logo. It's simplified. It looks clean. I'm a big fan. I like the colors. Uh, speaking of Seattle, Nashville, Seattle. This is a big game on the road for Seattle. They're at the top of the Western Conference. Nashville at the top of the Eastern Conference is a tricky game to pick because they're both good teams. Uh, I'm going with a 2-2 draw between these two teams. So then the curveball, as I said, the U.S. Open Cup Final is tonight. Houston hosting Inter-Miami, or I think it's Miami hosting Houston. I don't remember which one. Either way, Houston and Miami playing each other tonight for the U.S. Open Cup Final. We each have to predict that one as well. So I'm going with a 2-1 Inter Miami win.
2: Hold AJ? on. Uh do we know if Messi's playing? Because that swings things. We do not know if Messi's playing. No. Oh I think goodness. it is
1: an hour ahead of time. So
2: all right. Um At the time of recording, I don't think we know the lineup yet. I'm gonna assume Messi's playing. What did what did you just say? 3-1? I said two one. You said two one? Oh no, three one, Miami. All right.
0: It's in Miami, I think, isn't it? Yep.
2: In Miami. So that makes
0: a difference for me. Um well yeah, it should be nice to know if Messi was playing. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna guess Houston that. he thinks that
1: too. They would like to know. Yeah, as well. they'd
0: like to know too. I think uh well okay, what, what you had what? Three, you had three one? Wait, what did you guys have? I can't double. I up. had
1: two one. And I had
0: three you had... Oh, come on. Um there's
2: only one <sighs> correct answer here in my eyes. Then why didn't you say it? Oh, sorry. Wait, of the remaining score lines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like
0: no, there isn't the correct one because I don't even know who's going to win. Because if Messi doesn't play, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go just go against the grain. I'm gonna say Messi's not playing, so it's gonna be 2-1 Houston.
1: Oh man, I love it. I love there it. There we go. Yeah, there we go. All right, that is the predictor. Now time for our other soccer-related prediction segment where each where we each make three soccer-related predictions. Don't necessarily have to be score lines. We'll keep track of the predictions. We'll call those goals, and the person with the most goals at the end of the season wins the coveted. Golden boots. So let's do the accountability session, boys. Not a whole lot coming off the charts this week as opposed to last week. So we played catch-up. Uh, one coming off the board for myself, boys. I said, uh, back at the end of August, Colorado will be the first team eliminated from the playoffs. And, well, with their 3-2 loss to Real Salt Lake this weekend, they were the first team eliminated from the playoffs. Though I got real lucky because had that New York City-Toronto game been played on Saturday when it was supposed to, Toronto would have been the first team eliminated. But wow. as luck would have it, I backed into a win there. I backed into a point there. So I get one point. I'm up to 11 goals on the season. I'm making a late season charge, boys. Still 11 goals off of uh, second place here. Because uh, Dan got another point this week. He said, at some point, Minnesota – this was a while back. At some point, Minnesota will climb as high as fifth place. And I think I remember at one point uh, when I'm, – I'm trying to remember the game. They were winning. Balloons were winning at one point. And mm-hmm. I think it was against New England. Or no, not New England because they they weren't leading at the time. One of the games recently, they were in the lead, and because of other results in the Western Conference, they had for like five minutes snuck up to fourth place at one point. So <laughs> wow, you got the point there. I remember I specifically remember saying it on air that the Loons had snuck up to fourth place or fifth place at one point. But you got the point there. You got that win. Uh, you did have one come off the board incorrectly. You said last week Ishmael Tajiri-Shradi will score a goal for Minnesota against St. Louis. He did not even get on the field for some reason that against St. Louis, dumb. which was, that was a
0: dumb pick.
1: Which is confusing, why? But uh, yeah, Ishmael Tsuriroti, no goal there. AJ didn't have anything come off the board yet this week, so uh, we will uh, get back into the predictions now because <clears throat> that means our current score lines. AJ, you're on twenty three. Dan, you're on twenty two. And as I said, I'm on eleven. Uh, no playing defense for you, AJ. You're up first.
2: Uh, This weekend in Minnesota and San Jose's match, there will be at least one own goal. Wow. Write All that right. down. Dan. Okay. I think Minnesota has uh, struggled
0: a little bit lately with taking too many yellow cards. They're going to be very, very businesslike like this uh, Saturday against San Jose. There will be two or fewer yellow cards given to Minnesota.
1: All right. Write this down boys. I don't know where this confidence is coming from, but this may be why I'm in last place right now. Minnesota will win <laughs> their final two home games of the season. Write this okay. Down. And then write this down. As uh, we were just talking about, we don't know if Messi's playing or not in the U.S. Open Cup Final. Write this down. Lionel Messi's going to score in the U.S. Open Cup Final. Just throwing it out there and winging It'll a prayer. Be tough. It'll it's be a tough. He's... There's a trophy on the line. I think he'll play. I don't know if he'll start. I think he'll play. They want to get another trophy. Bring in the second trophy in the Lionel Messi area. Era, write this down. Lionel Messi scores in the US Open Cup final. All right. AJ, or I believe.
2: Should be back to Dan, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Toronto and Colorado, as you mentioned, both eliminated. Toronto will end up with the worst record in Major League Soccer.
1: Wooden spoon up in Canada. The wooden spoon's
2: going to Canada. All right. Right. Uh, My next one, a lot of people aren't going to like this. A lot of people aren't going to like this. Write this down. Inter-Miami will finish with equal or more points than Minnesota at the end of the season. Ooh. As of right now, Minnesota is on 37, and uh, Inter-Miami, I believe, is on 31. No, 32. 32. 32, yeah.
1: That's an interesting um, pick.
2: And they like have it. and they have a game in hand. So, hmm. you Oof. know, That's I hope good. I'm wrong. Uh, my next one is going to be my my third and final. Write this down. This weekend in the Premier League, there will be across all matches at least two red cards shown. All right. Okay. That down. Refs have been all a little right. card happy this year.
0: Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to the Eastern Conference for this one. Don't do this very often. Six of the nine playoff spots are already decided in the East. By decision day, there will be no decisions. Everything will be set in the East.
1: Oh, I like it. That's Everything be, will be that's done. That's going to be a fun playoff race to or playoffs to watch in the Eastern Conference. All those teams mm-hmm. are so good. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun watching those teams tear each other apart. So for the final pick, boys, I'm going across the pond like AJ did. Uh, a second straight game against Crystal Palace for Manchester United after getting a 3-0 win for them, against them yesterday in the Carabao Cup. I think, I think Manchester United do it again. They get another clean sheet win. Write that down. I don't know where all this weird confidence is coming from in my teams because... <laughs> They haven't been get, they haven't been proving me right at all in my confidence lately, but whatever. I'm going to be confident that they can continue the role that they started over the last two games. Another clean sheet win for Manchester United coming up this weekend, the boys. I th-
2: I'll take over for Jonathan here because I think he uh, got muted um, or something with his mic. I can't quite hear him, but uh, Dan, this weekend, How's that there we go hey, he's hey back there we
1: go. where do we stop where did i stop at i don't remember i didn't hear um, myself said stop. Voice and then
2: started talking it was oh, a okay. transition uh, that sounded like got gotcha. rounded that,
1: up yeah that was me rounding it up uh that has been rounded loon talk up. that has been write that down for this week uh we will uh will come back next week we'll talk more loons but be sure to join us on 1500 am 1500 ESPN this saturday 7 p.m. pre-match show 7:30 mm-hmm. p.m. kickoff for Minnesota United San Jose Earthquakes at Allianz Field, Dan Terra and myself on the call, AJ Fredrickson on the board for that one. You can also listen to that one on am1500.com, the Score North mobile app. And if you click on the nice little icon right next to the gears icon on Apple TV, that allows you to change the the audio feed and you can listen to us on your TV, all synced up so you don't have to do it. It's fairly easy. So That's very a great easy. idea. Apple TV makes it so simple for you. You don't have to whine about Apple TV commentators because you can listen to us and have fun yeah. with us. You can whine about us. Because it is a sports sports (laughs) game after all, and it's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be fun. So come join us for the fun this weekend. Boys, we'll talk to you on Saturday as well as whenever we decide to record next week.
0: Adios. See you, guys.